get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. Time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. With Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kiley. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line because we got some questions for our Blues insider, Jeremy Rutherford, joining us here on the show. JR, I, I would normally ask you how you doing, man. Uh, how are the Blues doing? I think is the better question right now. Yeah, tough times. It really is. And, uh, you know, this uh, over the, the years that I've covered the Blues, probably going on 20 years, there's just times, and maybe they only happen every three or four years, but there's just times where you're just so banged up and you're looking for answers and the answers aren't coming. Like Braden Shen last night said, wins are hard to come by and, and you just have to figure it out. And so uh, we can get into it and we can uh, discuss some general areas here, but this just happens to be one of those stretches where they're just going to have to, to battle uh, because they're without so many of their key players. And, and you know, it feels like Jr. especially with Shen's comments after Gunnarsson went down last night. And look, Gunnarsson is a well-liked guy in that locker room. And you could see there was some emotion from Shenner talking about it. But it just seems like from the perspective of the players, you have to imagine it's kind of throw your hands up when another another guy goes down because it feels like there's nothing that they can do to keep guys healthy throughout an entire game. It's really the situation, Alex. And and let's be honest here with uh, Carl Gunnarsson. He's a depth defenseman, but I think that did affect them last night to see a teammate who they really like and, and really enjoy having around. You saw, you heard the words that Brayton Shen said last night. He's, he's a warrior. He's a guy who's well-liked in the locker room. And now all of a sudden he's laying on the ice and potentially his career, or at least his time in St. Louis with the Blues is over 34 years old with uh, uh, just the remainder of this year left on his contract. So we'll see what happens with Carl Gunnarsson now on IR and it looks like he'll be out long-term, but it just adds to the list of injuries. And while Carl Gunnarsson isn't going to go out and score a bunch of game-winning goals like he did in Game 2 of uh, the Stanley Cup Finals, uh, he was a guy who, who does help in this uh, situation that the Blues are in right now. So, JR, with with how banged up this team is, I, I'm, I'm struggling, and I know Alex said the same thing earlier today, with how to even evaluate this team because – They've lost six of their last nine games. Two of those wins came in overtime. Seemingly every game prior to last night was a one-game goal or one one goal game rather in one direction or the other. How do we even go about fairly evaluating this roster given how many of their highly paid players aren't on the ice right now? Well, I hear where you're coming from. I, I think that this is a stretch where it's not about evaluations. It's just about playing hard. It's, it's about effort. And it's forgetting about who's out, which I know it becomes cliche. Craig Bruby says, hey, next man up, we're just going to go out there and play. Uh, but the thing is, 
those top guys are going to have to produce. You know, I had the tweet last night saying that uh, the top six had combined for just seven shots on goal at one point. I know you were discussing in the previous segment, BK, uh, some stats about the, the production from that Shen, Hoffman, and Blay line, or, or lack thereof production. And, and so they're going to need it from those guys, the Ryan O'Reilly's, uh, the David Perrons, so on and so forth. But to, to me right now, we can't look at the Blues and say, okay, they're fourth in the West, or if they, if they don't get two points out of this next stretch of games, they're going to fall to fifth. I just think that this is a, a unique circumstance where you just have so many challenges with the lineup. And so Craig Bruby, to be honest, he's just sitting down, you know, the night before the game, hours before the game, trying to figure out who can play where and who's out with COVID. And, oh, yeah, that's a false positive there. Okay, when are we getting shorts back? I just think it's a situation right now where everybody that wears that blue note has to put their head down and not care about who they're playing, but just play the game. Just play the game. In two weeks, you could be sitting there with uh, Schwartz back in your lineup, and, and who knows, maybe Preko will be back in the lineup magically in two weeks. But you just have to play the game, and I think that's what the Blues aren't doing right now. They're too tight. They're too uptight. They're waiting for the next mistake. When that next turnover does happen and it's in the back of their net, you see the heads look up to the sky. They can't do that. JR, uh, Ryan O'Reilly had some interesting comments last night after the game. He said, you know, we got to learn to lose together as a team before we can win together as a team. And we were talking about that on the post game. Darren Pang was with Curbs and Joey and I. And, you know, I brought up the fact it was kind of comparing it to what 2018-19 was, where it was a bunch of guys that was trying to figure out that team chemistry. And Panger corrected me and he said, look, in 18-19, it was more about ego. It was about guys checking it at the door and playing as a unit. He said, right now, it just gets the sense and I'm curious your thoughts if it feels like guys are doing too much to try and save the player next to them because they care too much about them right like they're trying to save the game themselves because they don't want another guy to look bad yeah and I'm glad you brought that up because uh, let's break that down a little bit first of all everybody uh, may know that uh, Ryan O'Reilly's father is a consultant for athletes professional athletes he does a lot of work maybe it goes beyond athletes but I know he does a lot of zoom calls with people and and just try to work on their mind frame, their mindset. I know that Brian and his son, Ryan have had hundreds of uh, conversations, you know, since Ryan started playing in the NHL and before about having the proper mindset. So when Ryan O'Reilly sits behind a camera to do a zoom, you know, he's, he's not mailing it in. I think he's giving you his honest thoughts and he's probably using some of those discussions that he and his dad have had for a long time. So that really struck me last night when he said we need to learn to lose together before we can learn to win together. And, you know, I haven't spoken to Ryan about that. I did have his uh, dad on a podcast one time for about an hour, and he got into those types of things. And the bottom line is here is, you know, when you're watching the Blues play and they find themselves down two to nothing, it it doesn't feel like they're in it together. It feels like, like you said, Alex, this guy's trying to make this play. This guy's trying to get the puck back into the, the zone. Why is he doing that? Teammates are kind of wondering themselves. And so I think it just becomes some sort of discombobulated mess with them right now. The D zone turnovers right now are absolutely killing them. So what they need, teams are going to go through losing stretches. What they need is for everybody to go, oh, yep, I messed up right there. We need to come together. I'm going to be better on the next play. You're going to help me. You're going to help me. And, and everybody pulls together. And I think that's the situation. You can lose the hockey game, but as long as you walk off the ice and you felt like, hey, we, we tried, we gave it our best, 
We lost together, and tomorrow night, like Ryan said, we're going to come out and win together. I don't see that right now with this Blues team. So you brought up the play that I think immediately comes into mind for a lot of Blues fans as they're thinking about this, Jared. And we're talking to our Blues insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. He's Jeremy Rutherford. Zach Sanford and the pass that he had in his own zone. This is the second straight game where a play uh, almost identical plays happened that led directly to a goal for the opposition. Last night, it was basically the backbreaking goal that ended the game for all intents and purposes for the blues. JR, I know I'm not a coach. I I'm not Craig Berube. I'll trust whatever he decides to do. And I think blues fans would certainly do the same. I would have a really tough time putting Zach Sanford back into my lineup in this next game after what we've seen the last two games. And that's full well knowing there aren't a whole lot of other options. But when you make that same mistake in back-to-back games, it's, it's going to be tough to put him back on the ice, no? Well, and, and you could probably go back to uh, the road trip in Arizona, turnover in the offensive zone, and then Justin Falk goes to clear and Zach kind of mishandles it there at the blue line. So I think that uh, he's had a stretch of turnovers here that have been super costly. Unfortunately for the Blues, they're in a situation with these injuries that you just don't have a lot of other options. So, you know, if, if you get a Nathan Walker out of quarantine, a Dakota Joshua out of quarantine, uh, a, a Jaden Schwartz back from injury, perhaps you can give Zach a breather. Uh, but uh, it's just a situation with, with him where he's he's really struggling right now. So, um, you know, that situation, BK, the puck can't go backwards. It, it's got to go up ice. There's little time left in the period. Uh, sure, Fox stand there, but it's not the right play. And, you know, I know Zach uh, Sanford throughout the past couple of years, he's talked about, you know, fighting himself and the, the mental challenges in terms of going out there and, and making good plays. And Steve Ott's been in his corner and helped him. And we saw Zach Sanford that scored 16 goals last year. But, you know, that Zach Sanford isn't wearing number 12 right now, and he's got to be a lot better. And I do think that he would be out of the lineup if they had any other options. So, JR, I, I'm. this is just you and I talking here, so I'm just curious because neither of us are coaches, but do you do you, do you you put into consideration, if you're Craig Berube and the coaching staff, of switching up the game plan a little bit? And what I mean by that is rather than the heavy blue-style forecheck that we see where it's everyone going in and banging the bodies to get puck possession, do you look at something that L.A. was doing last night, maybe, because you have a lot of guys that aren't normally top six forwards. Do you look at opportunities of maybe trying to utilize the speed and the youth if you're Craig Berube and the coaching staff? I guess you could. Um, you know, you try anything at this point, I guess, is my initial answer. Uh, but I think even though they don't have an identity right now, if you're doing anything that's causing even more confusion and learning as they go, I yeah. just think it's going to complicate matters. So I think they need to stick to what they're doing. And these players that they're bringing in, look, they don't know uh, different styles of play. I mean, you're talking about the De La Roses and the Paganskis, and, and they're just trying to say, hey, I belong in the lineup and you know do what they've been doing for uh, 15 years and you know since they started playing hockey. So it, it's just a situation where I think Craig Bruby has to stick to the basics and, and tell these guys get out there and, and play hard. So they're not thinking. That's the biggest thing. They're thinking right now, and you want to take that thinking away from them. JR, last question that I've got for you here. We are in the midst of this stretch against the the California team, San Jose, Anaheim, L.A. This is supposed to be where the Blues were able to kind of rack up some points before you get into that stretch of playing a bunch of games against Vegas and Colorado. Can we even, I guess you kind of answered this earlier, but can we even view it that way anymore? I mean, you, you basically have another two weeks against these teams, and it's almost every other day that you're playing 
is it just kind of survive as much as possible and hope that you can get to 500 in these games now as opposed to what we thought it was going to be where it was racking up points? Yeah, I think it is, BK. And I think, you know, you, you you do the predictions at the beginning of the season. You know Vegas and Colorado and probably St. Louis are going to be up at the top. And then uh, all of us put uh, these California teams at the bottom. Look, L.A. is playing really well. Forget about the fact they came in here winning four straight in a row. Like, watching that game last night, you know why they've won four straight. Mm-hmm. They're aggressive. You know, they attack in the offensive end and defensive end. They were sitting back. And, and quick was just unbelievable. Like, uh, all those Blues L.A. series, you know, from yesteryear, you know, that's how he looked last night. So, he was terrific. So, yeah, I don't think with the situation the Blues are in that you can even talk about bagging two points against you know, one of these uh, lesser teams in the in the division right now because the, the Blues just don't have the manpower. Uh, unless they're going to come and, and, and play as hard as they can, uh, I just don't see it. So, so yeah, you look at a team like L.A., heck, San Jose beat the Blues, you know, second game of that two-game set. So the biggest thing right now, I think, the point that I'd like to make is that uh, the Blues are getting ready after this game against L.A., on uh, Wednesday, they're going to go on the road and play 12 of their next 14 on the road. And for whatever reason, they've been better on the road this year, six and two, as opposed to last night, they dropped to what, four five and, and two at mm-hmm. home. So it just hasn't been happening at, at enterprise center. And uh, perhaps you get out on the road, the old cliche, uh, more focus and, and play more North South. And, and that's exactly what they need right now. Last thing before we get you out of here, Jr. any update at all on, uh, I know Bozak and Schwartz seem like the guys that are closest to returning. Uh, any update on those guys? Uh, just uh, before I went on the air here, I think the Blues are on the ice. Uh, Luke Korak, our good buddy, tweeted, no Bozak on the ice, and I don't believe Schwartz is either. So optional skate, uh, but uh, no Bozak, which... You know, I, I wouldn't be alarmed by that. He skated for the first time with the team yesterday. A lot of times they, they say, hey, let's take the next day off. So we'll see. Perhaps there was a setback. We'll, we'll hear from Craig Ruby uh, later. But uh, to me, I, I thought Jaden Schwartz was coming back sooner than later. And the fact that he's not out there, a um, little, uh, I guess, uh, you know, newsy. So, so we'll see what the news is on that once we hear from Craig Ruby later. Mm. All right, JR, thanks so much for the time, man. We look forward to talking with you again soon. Yep, sounds good.